Welcome into the lounge. Thank you for joining me on my official DFS Daily Fantasy Week 1 podcast. Let me tell you something real quick. Uh, This podcast is going to be a little different. I actually went to the office this afternoon around 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and I just got home. Uh, I just poured my first glass of whiskey. I turned the mic on. I'm just recording, uh, and I haven't prepared because it's 2.49 a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, so I am just going to wing this this podcast, and hopefully um, you know, in the next few weeks I'll have time to kind of to break it down. Uh, while I was at the office, I actually had a chance to listen to uh, At Nimble Numbers, DFS show, which was on uh, live streaming tonight on Twitter. That was pretty cool. And I also got to listen to Hammerjack's DFS podcast. Uh, that was live on Twitter as well. So I got to see both of those going back and forth, um, support my guys. But if you check them out, At Nimble Numbers and At Hammerjacks, they have DFS information uh, maybe I'll get to do a a collab with them this season. Uh, but I'm pulling up rotolounge.com. Well, well, first, first, let's talk about what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, my first glass of whiskey all day. Like I said, I had to go into work. Uh, watched the girls this morning, then I went into work. Um, worked in the office, and um, I didn't drink. So I poured myself just now a Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. It's the B520. It was the second release of this year. That one came in at 127 proof. So I need something strong. Uh, I might be one and done tonight. So I got that on ice. And you might not be drinking when you listen to this because you'll probably listen to it Sunday morning uh, unless you're drinking Bloody Marys or tailgating or vodka orange juice, which is one of my faves. Uh, You know, have a drink with me. Even if you're not listening to this for DFS content, you can listen to it, uh, you know, just to see if my picks are accurate, you know, and how well I do. So... Uh, it's going to be available. Hopefully, uh, I'll record every Saturday night and, um, you know, release it Saturday night or Sunday evening, depending on, you know, what time I get behind the mic. So let's get started. So I'm at rotolounge.com, rotolounge.com, and I actually posted ownership percentage uh, this week on FanDuel and DraftKings and a DFS write up that, um, you know, I wrote on there my top plays and my top game stacks. Um, but I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast. So if you want to know what those are, go to rotolounge.com. Uh, and on the home screen, you'll be able to drop down the fantasy football tab. It says DFS and 2020 week one. Okay, so click that and you're going to see either ownership percentage and my write up. Let's talk about ownership percentage real quick. Um, if you're going to enter a big tournament. Uh, you know, I typically don't do the Millie Maker uh, unless I build my bankroll up and and I want to take a shot. I, I think I am going to do it this week. Week one is always, you know, a crapshoot. So so I throw my, my name in the, in the ring for, uh, or my hat in the ring for the first week of the Millie Maker. But if it's, if it's a normal week, I'm looking at, unless you have unlimited funds to just enter multiple lineups max lineups uh, and have a variety of players uh it's it's very um you know non-profitable to be entering contests where people can enter multiple times 
because those players with the large bankroll uh, are going to be entering multiple times and, and your chance of really cashing is very limited if you're only entering a few lineups. So when I enter tournaments, GPPs, I, I look for either single entries or three entry max because I typically just uh, throw out a single bullet. I usually just put together one really good lineup uh, and then I entered it into all my tournaments. Uh, so I don't want to compete with someone that's dropping, you know, 150 lineups against my one. So uh, I'm going to go in a single entry tournament or I'm going to go three entry max. I usually do like um, the two, the five, the 15, 25. You know, I go all the way up uh, just because I want exposure against people that are pretty much putting in single bullet lineups because I'll stack mine against theirs any day of the week. Uh, so now if, if you're doing... Um, Cash though, if you're doing cash lineups, well, let's talk about uh, GPPs. So when you are in a big field uh, GPP, uh, you don't you want to make sure you have a unique lineup, right? So that's where my ownership estimates come into play. Um, you know, the, the rule of thumb is you want to have your average players uh, total out about 115 percent or 120 percent. So when you add up all the percentages, and you can find those again on RotoLounge.com, my ownership estimates. You know, so for example, Lamar Jackson is the highest-rated quarterback on Fanduel. Um, you know, according to to my estimates, you know, so it's going to be around like sixteen and a half percent, sixteen percent, sixteen and a half percent. So if you go with that, and then your next player is X amount percent, next. X amount percent so it's okay to have like chalk players uh, but somewhere along the line you're gonna have to differentiate yourself and, and take like a flyer somewhere that has really low low percentage uh, because you don't want to really go over 115 to 120 uh, but also you don't want to have all your players at like 10% you know you you want to have a high percentage owned player um, and there's it's not there's nothing wrong with that you just got to differentiate yourself somewhere else uh, and in cash, it doesn't matter. Cash, we don't care what ownership is. We just want to pick players with the safest floor. Let me have a drink. I need a drink. Mm. I just realized I'm just talking my head off. This is my first drink. Oh, it tastes so good. Oh, I hope you all enjoyed something nice tonight. That is just like sugar on my lips. Mmm. Spicy on my tongue, but man, that's good on ice. Whew, gosh. If you haven't had the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, the one, the first one I have was 136 proof, and that is like straight fire. But this one's a, a little smoother at 127 proof, but that was a delicious, a delicious taste right there. I don't know if it's just that I'm wore out and it's my first drink of the day or else, but that was a, oh, that was so good. All right, so we're talking about ownership percentage. When you look at a tournament, you want to make sure that um, you know you're right in that range. So go to my DFS ownership estimates. Uh, the other thing that I have is my, you know, my my write up for, you know, my top plays. Uh, the news dropped tonight that Miles Sanders is officially out. That means that uh, Boston Scott is going to be chalk play of the of the week uh and let me bring up my 
Let me bring up my D, uh, my ownership percentage uh, for the running backs. But he is going to be chalk of the week. Uh, so, you know, you want to use him sparingly, all right? Uh, but, you know, in cash, it's, it's a free square. Uh, you know, he's cheap. It's, it's probably even worth putting him in. I'll, if I do a Millie Maker lineup, I'm probably just going to throw him in. Um in a lineup just because he's going to be around like 40% owned. I mean, I think he and uh, Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs are going to be the top owned backs uh, with McCaffrey reaching close to 40% because everybody wants that floor that McCaffrey offers. Um, and he exceeded his his cost last year multiple times, even though it was, you know, in the 9,000 range, 10,000 range. I don't remember. It was pretty high last year. And then Jacobs, everybody's been hiking, hyping Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be around 25% owned, something like that. Um, you know, I'm going to fade him on, on a lot of lineups, but I'm going to debate whether I put him in my Millie Maker because I know he's going to be heavily owned. So either I'm going to hit or I'm going to miss with him. And it's week one, so I'm not really opposed to, to eating chalk because uh, I have some, you know, low-key plays that I think will differentiate myself. So I'm okay taking some some um, chalk plays. Uh, so, you know, some of my um, picks for this week, I mean, in tournaments, you know, we want to go for, uh, you know, high ceiling. We don't really care about the floor because we're trying to outscore everybody. Uh, so... You know, I think Lamar Jackson at quarterback, you know, he probably has the highest ceiling, you know, of everybody. Um, but there's some other players that I like. I think that, um, you know, Drew Brees is going to have um, a good game. Uh, I think I think Russell Wilson, I think uh, Atlanta and Seattle uh, could be a shootout. Uh, so I think Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan could have, you know, really good games. You know, I'm kind of torn on Cam. Uh, I, I think he, he offers that rushing upside. Uh, and, and probably first game of the year, he's going to have, you know, a healthy arm. So he could be a sneaky play. Uh, you know, he's 7,300 on FanDuel. On DK, he's 6,100. Uh, I think he's probably going to be in the top five Um top owned players because he's not that expensive for what he can provide compared to, you know, Lamar Jackson, who's at like 9,400 Jimmy G, you know, they, they talk about the air quality is being bad right now. And, uh, Tevin Coleman might even sit out. So that's going to leave Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Jarek McKinnon. Then they put Debo and IR. You got Brandon, Luke, who's questionable. So you got Dante Pettis, Trent Taylor, and Kendrick Bourne, uh, you know, so they don't have um, a lot of weapons that, that, that the opposing team is going to be scared of. I mean, George Kittle, of course. Uh, and I think that Arizona is going to score a lot. So I think Shanahan's going to have to get creative. I think he's going to have to use multiple receivers. But I can see uh, Jimmy G and Kittle having a big game against Arizona. I mean, Everyone torched them last year. They did draft uh, Isaiah Simmons, I think, uh, intentionally to shadow George Kittle. So it's going to be interesting. So two things are going to happen. Either Kittle is going to dominate because Arizona's defense sucks. 
or Isaiah Simmons is going to shadow Kittle and Kittle is going to bust week one and everyone's going to say, what the hell just happened? George Kittle got shut down. Uh, let's let's hope uh, that George Kittle doesn't get shut down because I have him in every dynasty league and a few redraft leagues. Uh, so I might even have him in daily fantasy, probably stacking with Jimmy Garoppolo. So let's hope he has a really good game uh, and they don't postpone that game due to the air quality. Uh, Jacksonville and, uh, Indianapolis. I think that Rivers could surprise a lot of people, you know, debating between starting Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor and fantasy this week is a tough one because, you know, Mack may start the game and, and be the, the more consistent player, but, you know, Jonathan Taylor or Mack could just simply break off a 50 yard run at any point behind that offensive line. Uh, so, you know, Matt could start and get the consistent play, but Taylor could break off a big run or or Matt could break off a big run in, in limited carries. So that's a, that's a coin flip. So, um, you know, I had that dilemma. One league, I actually have both of them. I actually have um, um, Taylor and Mac, and I'm starting both of them. I'm starting Max in the flex and, and Taylor at the, the running back because I just want exposure against Jacksonville's defense, which is so bad. I think it's going to lead to uh, – Gardner Minshew having to air it out a lot. I think Visca is going to be used a lot, whether it's a quarterback at running back, uh, reverses, you know, slot receiver, outside receiver. I think they're going to move him all over the field. Um, so he could have a, a, a nice stack with Gardner Minshew, Rivers to Doyle, uh, Rivers to Paris Campbell. You know, these are these are DFS plays. When I talk about these now, um, check their prices. These these are the things that could happen in these games. Uh, Tom Brady against New Orleans. So last year, last year the Bucks' rush defense was really good. I think they held Alvin Kamara like seventy yards or seventy-five yards. I mean, they held everybody to like under hundred yards. I believe on the season, they only allow their opponents like I don't know seventy-five, eighty yards a game rushing. Their rush defense was that good. So I expect the Bucks to really contain uh, Kamara and Murray and whoever else uh, plays back there. So I think it's going to lead to the Saints having to pass. Now I've been in that Saints dome firsthand, watching the Bucks Saints with that crowd. The crowd can completely take out the Bucks. I've seen it happen twice. Uh, I was there a few times, uh, and twice the crowd completely took the Bucks out of the game. But with COVID, they don't have that crowd. They do have the dome, which is good for Breeze and uh, and Michael Thomas and and you know all the receivers. Uh, so it's good to be on turf, but without that crowd, uh, I don't think the Bucks are going to get taken out of this game. So I think that you know clearly uh, Brady's going to be able to hear, the players are going to be able to hear Brady because the crowd's not going to be over, um, you know, over him. But you know, I know they're they're piping the volume into the stadium. I just don't know if it's going to be the same or if you're going to be able to you know hear each other. So. I think that Brady's going to have a good game because the Bucks are going to contain that offense or the rush game. I think Brady's going to have a good game. I think I think Gronk. A lot of people are sleeping on Gronk. I think there's news that uh, Mike Evans was moved to doubtful. Then he was moved to probable. So there's a chance he could play. Or also Arians is just trying to play, um, you know, poker with the def the you know our opponents and and just having them think that. Evans is going to play, so they have to game plan against him. So maybe they moved him back to questionable for that reason. But if, if he doesn't play, it's going to be, you know, Gronk and, and maybe two tight end sets with 
OJ Howard with in putting Goblin on the outside. Uh, so OJ Howard could have a decent game. Gronk could have a decent game. If they don't and they run, you know, one tight end and they, they keep um, Goblin in the slot and they move like Scotty Miller, Justin Watson outside. Uh, you know, I think Goblin could have a good game, but um, I don't know. I really, if I were to pick, I think Brady and Gronk, I would probably stack Brady and Gronk uh, and bring him back with like Michael Thomas uh, or something like that. Um, Carson wins against in Washington. Everyone's hyping um, Deshaun Jackson, saying that he's going to, you know, torch the Redskins. I actually had last year, week one, I had a Lamar Hollywood stack. And they they went off. And then on another team, I had Deshaun Jackson. If I had put those three together, I would have won a lot more money. But on a separate lineup, I had um, Deshaun Jackson against Washington because it was a revenge game. He said he was going to revenge the narrative. He was going to torch Washington. So if he still has that uh, desire to torch them, I think he could have a good game. Uh, Everyone's hyping him for a few reasons, I guess, probably because last year he did the same thing. Uh, and this year, Washington's just, you know, not that good. They're going to have a really good pass rush. So it could be a sneaky defense. And, and Hammerjacks talked about that on his live stream. Uh, you know, Washington is going to have a tremendous pass rush. Um, you know, with Chase Edmonds being their top pick and, and all the other guys that they have. Uh, you know, Washington's going to cause a lot of pressure. And that's what you look for when you pick your defenses. You want teams that that rush the passer that cause pressure because what that does is it leads to mistakes it's either going to you know force passes for interceptions or it's going to uh create sacks so you do want defenses with um pass rushing as as a, a top rider for them and uh washington could be a sneaky defense but carson Wentz could also um torch him right jalen rager's back i think he's going to be getting the ball a lot if he's healthy Boston Scott, uh, Zach Ertz, and Zach Ertz is a big play. He's probably going to be the number one receiver for Philly. Um, next game, uh, Joe Burrow uh, against the Chargers. So Cincinnati against the Chargers. Eckler is a great play this week. Uh, last year, the Bengals linebackers were absolutely terrible. Um, but Eckler needs to score on long touchdowns because, you know, when they get to the goal line, I'm interested to see if they let Josh Kelly get some goal line carries to get some experience in the game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if it's a split backfield one-two punch like like Eckler Gordon was last year, or if they think Eckler's the man. Uh, I did get Eckler a couple times in leagues that we had him as high as 13th um, dynasty running back. Um, so this was before Josh Kelly was drafted, but I think that uh, I think Eckler's in for a good week this week against Cincinnati. Uh, hopefully, he can score. Uh, touchdowns because I think that's going to really drive his points up. Uh, he's going to get the catches and he's going to get the yards, and he, he's uh, probably a much better play on DK than Fanduel uh, because of that points per reception. That's interesting there. I'm not really going to. I'm not going to invest in AJ Green or I'm not going to invest in uh, you know Tyler Boyd this week unless you want to do a Tyler Boyd Joe Burrow stack, which would be pretty incredible. I mean, if if it's a shootout, uh, LA does have two of the best corners in the league. Uh, Derwin James is out, uh, and, and defenses struggle early in the in the in the uh, season. So, you know, even with that skill on defense, a Burrow Tyler Boyd stack, or if you if you want to go AJ Green, uh, you know, you never know. It, it could be a shootout. We don't know what Zach Taylor has in store, uh, or or even a 
uh, Joe Burrow, CJ Uzoma stack, uh, and then just you know build around that with you know some pretty expensive pieces. Uh, Josh Allen against the Jets. The Jets are absolutely terrible. I I think I'm gonna do a, a Josh Allen Stephon Diggs stack. Um, you know, I I just think that the Buffalo Bills are probably gonna beat them pretty bad. Um, I don't really like the Bills running game, but but it might do well against the Jets. Um, but if it doesn't, you know, Josh Allen's gonna take over and uh, throw a deep to Stephon Diggs a couple times. You know they're you know they're gonna try it. They're gonna show off their new toy to the fans uh, and say this is what we traded for. So you know he's gonna get a couple shots. So I I could see Josh Allen connecting with Stephon Diggs for a big touchdown pass. Um, so I, I'm probably going to stack them, you know, I, I'll, I'll probably throw out like week one. I usually throw out like, you know, probably four or five different lineups. Cause I like to, I like to get exposure to like five or six different quarterbacks week one. Cause we don't know what's going to happen. I remember a few years ago, I took, took a chance and, and took Mariota who was an afterthought because he was hurt most of the year before. And, you know, I think he ended up rushing for like 70 or 80 yards and a touchdown and, um, had a really good game, won, won me a lot of money. Uh, so I like to, uh, after that, I like to get exposure to a lot of different quarterbacks because you don't know what's going to happen. Some quarterbacks are going to be utilized differently than we think. Uh, so, you know, I'm probably going to have exposure to Gardner Minshew, probably Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, probably Jimmy G stack. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do a few quarterbacks, um, and if you have the bankroll, I suggest you do too. Just mix it up a little bit with some quarterbacks, with some rushing upside or high scoring, high scoring potential. You also want to check the Vegas lines. Uh, typically, we want to target games that are high scoring, um, according to what Vegas thinks. And most of them are pretty high scoring this year. There's a few like 43s, 44s, but a lot of them are, you know, 45, 46, 47. Um, so other than that, Chiefs Texans game, which was supposed to be a shootout. Most games are pretty similar this this week, so um, you know I think uh, Seattle Atlanta might be the expected highest, and this actually the Jets Buffalo I think might be one of the expected lowest, but you know it it could be it could be a shootout. I, I think Buffalo has a good defense, but um, they could have a bad defense and it could be a shootout. So you know I really like Sam Darnold as a quarterback, so that would be interesting. But Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, regardless, I think they're going to take a shot deep. Uh, a few times this game, so uh, I think that will connect on one of them. Derek Carr, Vegas versus Carolina. Mm. Oh my gosh, this bourbon is so good. I'm gonna have to get some more of this. Uh, you know, everyone's on Josh Jacobs or Christian McCaffrey. I'm interested to see what Joe Brady does. You know, if he comes out firing and just tries to just tries to score, you know, like LSU last year, 50, 60 points. I mean, that would be amazing and just knock knock John Gruden on his ass and just not know what to do and they'd have to abandon the run and Josh Jacobs doesn't catch you know he's not in there for receiving work so Josh Jacobs could I could see I could see a scenario where Josh Jacobs is a bust this week if Joe Brady comes out and just just starts scoring and Las Vegas is like what the fuck a few times trying to you know run the ball with you know uh, Jacobs and, and they don't score and then the next thing you know Carolina scoring Raiders like fuck. We gotta we gotta step it up. Then you got Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs uh, connection, or 
uh, Darren Waller. So here is another opportunity to, to uh, a sneaky stack. If this game becomes a shootout, you know, you take C-Mac on one side, bring it back with Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs or Derek Carr and Darren Waller in case, you know, it's a shootout. Uh, or you skip on Christian McCaffrey and you just do like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And then on the other side, you do um, Derek Carr and, and uh, either Ruggs or Edwards or, or uh, Waller, you know, or Renfro. And, and um, you know, you got a sneaky game stack right there. Uh, in case that's a shootout because neither has a good defense uh, and both have potential high-scoring offenses. So that could be a sneaky one. Kyler Murray against the 49ers. I mean, I'm not – I mean, I think he's going to do okay. I mean, the the the, where, the weather, the I'm sorry, the air, air quality is going to be bad. So I don't know how that takes into, uh, you know, fatigue and, and how that works. But, uh, you know, for some reason I'm just not on Kyler. I'm just not like – my gut does not tell me to, to jump on Kyler Murray. I mean, we were high on him last year, right? Uh, seasonal leagues, I, I said he was going to be the number one fantasy quarterback. He finished at quarterback seven. Uh, so I was about as high as anyone could be on Kyler. Uh, but this year, I'm just not, like, excited because I think last year I was I was ahead of everybody. Uh, this year, you know, everyone wants to kind of just jump, jump in front and, and just double down on Kyler again. And, and I think he's going to be all right, but... I'm just I'm just not excited about it, um, you know. But if you wanted to try a, a Kyler Drake stack or a Kyler um, Christian Kirk stack, something contrarian, uh, because if Kyler is heavily stacked or he heavily owned, I'm, I'm sure people will probably either take Nook um, or Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald. But you you can be contrarian by taking Drake. You know, there's a scenario where Kyler could have three touchdown passes and they could all be swing passes to Drake. Um, I mean, that happened last year. I think Kyler had two pass, two touchdown passes in a game. It was to uh, the running back, I think. Um, so, you know, that could be a very sneaky stack, uh, a Kyler Kenyon Drake stack against the 49ers, bring it back with Kittle or, or um, you know, one of their cheap receivers like Tra uh, Trent Taylor or, you know, one of those players. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't recommend you put in like Trent Taylor and them, but I would bring a kid, a Kyler Drake stack, bring it back with Kittle. Would be interesting, um, an interesting approach. Uh, Drew Brees against the Bucks. We talked about that. I think he's going to throw the ball a lot, so uh, I'm not against a Drew Brees, Michael Thomas stack, or just a Michael Thomas naked uh, and not without the quarterback. In case you want to go with a you know a cheaper quarterback like Minshew or or Carr or, or something like that, Tyrod Taylor against the Bengals. Now nah, I'm not feeling Tyrod Taylor. I, I you know I think that um, under like uh, Greg Roman he would run the ball, but I don't know what Lynn's going to tell him to do. Whether he's going to tell him to throw to the tight end, dump it off, or what. Uh, so I'm not on Tyrod this this week. Stafford. That could be a sneaky shootout. Um, well, I don't know if it would be a shootout necessarily. I don't know if Detroit is going to score, but I think that I think Chicago is going to come out blazing. Uh, I think last year when they played the Packers week one, Nagy came out. They tried a three-headed monster running back with uh, Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen, and David Montgomery, and that was just pitiful. That game was just bad. And then eventually they just went to David Montgomery as the bell cow because Nagy was just trying to get too pretty. Uh, but a few things happened. 
David Montgomery was injured, and who knows uh, what kind of uh, impact he's going to have. And the Bears went out and signed Jimmy Graham, and they drafted Cole Komet to run two tight end you know, offense. So this could be a totally different uh, game offense. I don't know if Nagy's going to come out firing because it's a divisional game he wants to win. So I think he's going to come out and try to be ball control. But I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they just let – Trubisky just uh, just go wild, right? And I I think that I'm going to have uh, a tournament stack with uh, Trubisky and, and one of the Bears, whether it's uh, Allen Robinson or Anthony Miller or Tariq Cohen. Who, who knows? I could stack him with a lot of different Bears, um, but I might try that. Kirk Cousins uh, against Green Bay and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, let's go back to Detroit. Um, I think T.J. Hawkinson could have a big game with without Galladay, and um, you know Chicago's number one probably trying to take out Marvin Jones. You know, uh, Cephas Quintez Cephas. Uh, if all reports are are good about him, I mean he's getting the type of reports that uh, Preston Williams got last year uh, in preseason that he's just unguardable and um, ahead of his uh, time as far as understanding the game. So Cephas could be the Preston Williams of this year. So if you want to add him in your seasonal leagues just to see what happens, um, that's not a bad idea. If you want to take a shot on him in one of these DFS tournaments because he's cheap, that's not a bad idea and bring it back with you know some of the Bears players. Uh, but Matthew Stafford, I don't know if Matthew Stafford is going to have a big game. I think they're going to try to run the ball, throw it to TJ Hawkinson, and, and see what happens there. Uh, Green Bay and Minnesota, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. I think Devontae Adams could be one of the biggest uh, scores this week. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to have a good run defense and try to slow down uh, Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon and, and, and all that. And A.J. Dillon was, was third on the depth chart. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how LaFleur uses him. I'm interested. There's a few things I'm interested in seeing this week, and obviously it's the it's the guys that we hyped this year. I want to see how Robbie Anderson's used. Uh, I want to see, um, you know, if AJ Dillon's used. I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, Henry Ruggs, um, a few of the guys that that I think will have early early impacts. I want to see how they're used. Uh, I think Visca, I'm interested to see what they do with Visca. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a few guys that I want to see how they use, and that that's going to be exciting. Uh, I think that Dalvin Cook could have a great game. I think Dalvin Cook could run wild on Green Bay, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is going to have to air it out to Devontae Adams um, to just make this a, a game. So I could see Devontae Adams being a huge, huge score this week. Baker Mayfield against Baltimore. Uh, you know, we talked about Lamar Jackson. I think that um, I think I'm going to avoid Baker. I think I'm going to avoid that whole Browns offense. I, I don't even know what to expect of it. I mean, we got to start Chubb in our seasonal and dynasty leagues because we drafted him. Um, and if we drafted Hunt, I mean, we start him as our flex. They gave him, you know, what, $13 million. He's going to get some snaps. So, you know, if we put him in our flex, you know, we, we could get, you know, 10 points, 15 points. PPR, um, you know, he could be on a winning uh, DFS lineup, but man, 
I mean, you, you can't really take him with any confidence, but, you know, who knows? He could end up scoring a few touchdowns or something. Um, Gardner Minshew, garbage time. That could be a really good um, tournament play. Uh, Gardner Minshew against the Colts. Uh, they could be playing from behind, and, and Chark could get some, and Visca could get some. Teddy Bridgewater against the Las Vegas. I mean, if you think it's going to be a shootout, that's a sneaky, sneaky one. Uh, that's about it. Um, that's really all I have for this week. Um, so what we're going to do is, you know, if you want to play play some of those in, in FanDuel or DraftKings, uh, next week I'll try to be more structured and, and talk about these are the guys I'm targeting in FanDuel. These are the guys I'm targeting in, targeting in DraftKings. Um, but right now I am tired as hell and I'm drinking this 127 proof bourbon whiskey, which I love. Um, so it's time to get out of here. It's, uh, it's about three 30 in the morning. Now I got to go ahead and just publish this bad boy and, uh, send out a tweet. You can follow me on Twitter at Roto lounge, uh, follow me on Instagram, which I haven't been active really at, uh, at all. And that's Roto lounge, YouTube, Roto lounge and Patreon Roto lounge. Uh, I've been working so much fam that, uh, I haven't really had a, a lot of time to, uh, contribute, uh, but I'm trying to be consistent. Uh, and I'm trying to uh, keep things updated. So anyone want to help out the Roto Lounge, anyone want to uh, trade their work and effort for, for bourbon whiskey, hit me up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roto Lounge or email me at Roto, Roto Lounge at Proton, Proton Mail. Roto Lounge at ProtonMail.com. Uh, I need to get some collabs going, man. I need to get some writers. I need to get some people to help me with the website edit the videos, edit the podcast, help me with all this good stuff, man. I'll trade off some bourbon or something for it. Uh, all right, well, you guys have a good night, good morning. Enjoy your tailgating for game for your game. NFL football is back. If anything, it's back for one week. So we're going to party our asses off, uh, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to start drinking whiskey in the morning and, and get ready for this football game. Um, and we're going to win some money in daily fantasy. So check my Twitter in the mornings as news hits. We'll, I'll, I'll send out tweets of players that I might like. Um, ask me questions on Twitter if you want, and uh, I can respond to them as far as daily or seasonal or dynasty or whatever you want to talk about. So appreciate it. Finish your drink. Start your drink. Pour your drink. Let's do it. Uh, football is here. All right. Got to go. Cheers. Cheers.